Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. <laughs> good morning, everybody. How are we all? Good. Very good. Good, good, good. good. Glad to hear it. Yep, yeah, glad to hear it. I've decided, Dean, I'm going to be in a better mood this episode. Okay. Um, in your defense, I think the last time you weren't in a good mood, largely because of me. So as long as I don't do that again, it should be all right. You know, it shouldn't be an issue. I, well, maybe I should just treat this as um, you aren't here. No, that'd be awful. Um, wait, I mean, it'll be out on guard. That's something. <laughs> I think I'll just give you the benefit of the doubt, Well, you know, how many podcasts are in now? I mean, you think that would be your default, but nah. <laughs> At this point, I'm just going to trust Dean to speak for himself. I said all these reams of script over. <laughs> <laughs> He'd been going off script for 83 episodes, but I'm just going to have to go with it now. That's why he gets so angry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> there was one episode where he did it fully by script, and you'll have to try and guess which one that was. This was. <laughs> yeah. Not saying it's the worst episode we've ever done, but... Uh, anyway. Anyway, Simon. What are you going to show me this week, Dean? Simon, I'm going to show you something. Um, I would say it's more of an authentic uh, why does a thing exist, because it's something which I look at and go, oh, genuinely, you know, what was the chain of events which led to this becoming a thing? Okay. Um I'm going to show you a video of a TV show from 1992. If you recognise it, please let me know. If you don't, fair enough. Okay. So, yeah. So, here's a video. Okay, Simon, this is the, basically, title sequence and a little bit of the 1992 BBC2 game show, Peas and Cubes. Okay. Uh, from specifically, the 31st of October, according to this YouTube clip, which I found. Okay. How do you do? How do you do? I offer my hand to you. Yes, uh, the classic white glove for the the butler. Because good manners can be fun. This is um, quite old-fashioned music and that, isn't it? Yes, very uh, Irving Berlin-style stuff. Yeah. Here's the show, a picture of... uh, Tony Slattery. Host Tony Slattery, yes. Hello, and welcome. The game of etiquette and manners. Tonight we tackle a really important issue head on. We examine the prospect of a nuclear holocaust and ask who takes precedence in your garden fallout shelter? Lord Denning, Princess Stephanie of Monaco, or Gareth Hunt? I'm sure I've made more sense at the time. Spencer, you look a little flushed. Yes, sir. I've been sponging the gentleman's reddish from your moleskin, sir. <laughs> Yes, what a night that was. Anyway. So it's basically that. Um, <laughs> okay. Bit of an uh, opening banter where Tony Slattery does uh, posh talk. And then there's two teams, uh, much like the classic uh, BBC game show format. Uh, two captains. One person, I can't remember, the other one is uh, Leslie Joseph, uh, off, of, off of Birds of a Feather, Dorian. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, who I saw recently in the Cardiff Panto, Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh. Uh, she was in that. She was the fairy. Uh Classic character in Jack and the Beanstalk, but um, she's she, she very good. But she was—I mean, she looks like she looks like she's about four foot five. She's really small. Um, beyond that, can't tell you much about her. But um, yeah, so it's a whole game show dedicated to matters of etiquette, manners. Uh, you know, um, using the correct fork and stuff like that. Right. Banter. Bit of skip ahead. See some uh, some banter, I guess. Many years. News at ten. Who's that old and bastard? And <laughs> dodged bullets in practically every country, from Vietnam to Uganda, and most recently, the Gulf. He is, of course, Sandy Gall. 
Yes, it's Sandy Gall, isn't it? Sandy um, Gall, of course. War correspondent. Yes. Um, that's just... A warm welcome to two... Uh, I like the the way this um, yeah, press sure. for a second. Mm. This um, YouTube clip is, is probably like a 20th generation VHS copy. Yes, it clearly is. Degraded to the point where the audience applause sounds like, like laser guns going off. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like they're being attacked by 1950s aliens from the sci-fi, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Unless, of course, the jokes were so bad that actually did happen. Just <laughs> on the set. Um, yeah, so that's it. It looks like there's been like five minutes of introductions, which is obviously, you know, I guess that's quite normal for dinner parties. Um, it's only polite, isn't it? Yeah. Hierarchy, not social standing. Although the Brits obviously missed the point that naval hierarchy is determined by social standing in the first place. <laughs> oh, very droll, very droll. Uh, especially stuff like this, really. Um, Who else is on it? Who's a puppet is coming in? Does he race? Who are these people? Who's that? I don't know. Um, I recognise the captain of the other team. He's an art critic. Yeah. I don't know who this guy is. I thought he was Chevy Chase for a minute. I thought he was Chevy Chase, yeah, but it's uh, like some sort of British impersonator from that website we found that once. Anyway, uh, stuff like that, really. Um, So, yeah, uh, this is 1992, and Mm. this is obviously, this is on Just Before Bottom uh, or something. This is meant to be, um, or or not, a similar time slot. In the era of just four channels, uh, when, you know, TV, anything on TV was a big deal. And first I was thinking, well, why a panel game show about etiquette and manners? And pr- was that such a big deal in the 90s? I mean, was that something people could relate to so easily? Mm-hmm. First I was thinking, no, but then, of course, we don't come from you know, the upper-class background. But I do remember growing up being told things like, you know, you must hold a knife and fork in these hands. You must never put your elbows on the table. They said the Beano a lot, you know, like, uh, always chew your mouthful 50 times and all shit like that. And so I guess it must have been part of life, but I don't, I don't know who this is for. Like, I mean, how many people in Britain watching TV were invested in matters of social etiquette in a dinner party setting, uh, in manor houses and butlers and stuff like that? Was that a big thing? Was it like, was it just like the, the Jeeves and Booster era? Was that, was that a big thing? They thought, oh, let's cash in on that. Or I don't know, it just seems like such a weird thing to, Make a game show about uh, of such prominence, and I don't know. Is it? What are your thoughts on the matter there? Maybe it's being ironic. It's hard for me to judge off the milliseconds that I've seen of it, where it's Sandy <laughs> Gore got introduced, and then a puppet got brought on, and then we both got distracted by what we thought was Chevy Chase. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For, for no, me no, to no, give a full that. summary of why <laughs> you know I don't even understand the format of it yet. Deep. Play <laughs> yeah. me some more. <laughs> There goes that promise not to get angry this time, I suppose. Oh, God. Well, you... <laughs> Sorry, the fuck out the past. <laughs> what is Slatty banging on about, Dean? Everybody's gone silent. <laughs> uh, was the, at the show going silent, or was that you? Pressing <laughs> it's the end. It's the end. That's it. Back off. He his mind and wants some. What do you do? Leslie. You have to pass port always to the left, as it says. Absolutely right. Two points because of a superstition that bad luck will fall on the table unless it is passed clockwise. Who cares as long as you get sloshed? Right. This <laughs> <laughs> sort of seems to be people making fun of this sort of nonsense, Dean. Maybe, but you don't have to make fun of this properly. I mean, you have to have some sort of awareness of it. I mean, if 
Because like, I don't think I, I remember seeing this at the time. It was on like flash up on TV. I like, was channel hopping, mm. and for some reason, I've got a totally different theme tune in my head for it. Oh, yeah, that, that one is so like, how do you do? How do you do? In my <laughs> in my head, it was mind your P's and Q's, mind your P's and Q's, then you'll be somebody everyone will choose. <laughs> I don't know if that's a song from something else and I've just transplanted it into this, or <laughs> my brain just like had a file not found, just added something, <laughs> stick it in there. <laughs> it's like, because like, I remember the BBC, I think maybe on MEITV as well, went through, or maybe they still do occasionally go through a spate of putting out panel shows, which are, you know, Various panels of celebrity guests get together to exchange banter and jokes about a certain subjects. So obviously, if I get news for you and a question of sport with the perennials, oh, of course, uh, yeah. And then they sort of, uh, I think Buzzcocks, then when the Buzzcocks got involved, so those all worked because obviously the news is everyone knows that sport, there's plenty of sport going around and everyone's sort of recognized and familiar with it. And then they, you know, music is obviously another one which is just part of life. And then they sort of tuned out a few others. I remember one, um, very short lived called The Best Show in the World, dot, 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 probably. And it was oh, yeah. about adverts. And Tony Hawk was the host, the mm. comedian, not the skateboarder, which would which might have been <laughs> a bit more of a twist, I suppose. And Alan Davis and Fred McCauley were the captains. And it's all about different adverts. And I saw it once thinking, this is tedious. That's yeah, <laughs> barrel scraping, isn't it? Yeah, it really was. There was a, do you remember, cause it struck me as so, like, I watched it goes, really, is that, is that what you're putting on TV now? And it was like they talked about Kellogg's. And like uh, Kellogg's would be accused of being obsessed with the letter K, you know, K for Kellogg, special K. And the spokesperson for Kellogg said it was, flash up on screen the words, complete crap, both spelt with a K. Complete crap. Ah, yeah, someone got paid for that. (laughs) (laughs) Standing work. And there was one called Petrol Heads, which was Neil Morrissey hosting, I think Richard Hammond and Chris Barry as the captains, about cars. I think cars are one of those things that everyone obviously knows about cars and is familiar with cars. And when you get into the nuts and bolts, it quickly becomes niche. Mm. So they try, they try to make it as mainstream as possible, which usually involved, like, okay, here's a, here's a milk, milk cart jumping over, like, 10 milk churns. How many would it clear? Like, you have to guess which one. This, I think it'll get clear eight of them. Or I think six. Like, that. It'd only knock three down, so point each. Like, okay. <laughs> they had a one-up next sequence. It's like a van taking a tight corner. And it was like, well, it's going to fall over, isn't it? <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot of options here, unless, unless like Amico hits it. So it's like really bland and stuff. So they do try occasionally to put something out there, which is like, uh, you know, that, that has to be sort of familiar enough to everyone. I don't, but this came much earlier than that. So I don't know, it's just like a, it struck me as an odd thing of a whole TV show dedicated to matters of protocol and etiquette, whether they take the piss or not. I just didn't realize everyone had enough you know, familiarity with this to, to warrant that. Or was it because the BBC were um, you know, full of and run by people like this who did think this was the, the normal life. Did I ever tell you about the time I got run over by a car, Dean? Um, no, you didn't, but please do. It's quite good, actually. I'd recommend it. <laughs> it sort of happens in slow motion, but also, mm. like, obviously not, because it's really happening to you in real time. Mm. But, like, yeah, the first thought that goes through your mind, unless the car hits you in your head... Then it goes like, I guess it's the engine that goes through your mind first. But the first thought that goes through your mind, you, you, you go like, well, this isn't right. Why am I up there? Okay. And then, and then it's all plain sailing after that. Um, can I ask? We've been like 
best mates for like 40 years now. Um, how do I not know about this? <laughs> when did this oh, happen? I must have told you about the time I got hit by a car. Um, you, you think that would have stuck with me? I mean, I remember the fucking P's and Q's game shows I saw once for 10 <laughs> seconds 30 years ago. <laughs> you think I remember my friend was hit by a car that time? Back to the P's and Q's day. <laughs> okay. What other game shows, not game shows, panel shows were around at the time? It was um, They Think It's All Over going, or was that later? Ah, yeah, I think that was around this time, wasn't it? Was this the start of the boom, do you think, where they I all think, started yeah. coming out? I think this was... I don't know, because I think I remember, I remember those being later. I remember like being more of a teenager when they think it's all over and stuff was out. But it probably wasn't, was it? It's probably, it went for quite some time. But I think this is maybe one of those, you know, the latest cachet of panel-based game shows, or panel-based, subject, subject-based panel shows, which, you know, people could riff off. One for the more um, high-class end of society, I suppose. Let's show me uh, some more riffing. Press play. I want to see, yeah. take it from eight minutes in, Dean. I want to know what happens after that. Eight minutes. They're bound to have, you know, they're into the full swing of things now, aren't they? It seems so. It'll be at least 20 minutes before the meal arrives, but the rolls are on the table. Now, this is what he does. If you'd like to look at the uh, picture above the fireplace, obviously that's a roll. It's- they're showing a video of a man cutting open a piece of bread. Now, last week, I'll ask you a question uh, <laughs> afterwards. He's very hungry. That's what he's going to do. Right. What did the diner do wrong? Leslie. He should break the bread. That's right. Uh, two points. You should tear the roll into small pieces and butter them individually, unless you're an Oxbridge undergraduate, in which case you throw it at somebody with a mad barking laugh. <laughs> right. Well, uh, that's the end oh, of the just, I don't think I would have liked this at the time, Dean. <laughs> no. It's slow, isn't it? Very slow. Very sort of, you know... Um... Yeah, very factual answers. It, yeah. know, Leslie Joseph didn't even try to say something funny then. She just gave the correct answer and they moved on yeah. to the pre-prepared gag. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those ones just like, it seems like a weird hybrid of edu, edu- comedy and actually yeah. delivering gags, but um, not with a great deal of conviction, I'd the, say. The question was, what were, what did the diner do wrong? Hmm. You've got to, in editing at least, put in... A gag before Leslie Joseph gives the correct answer. Yeah. You could say, like, someone should buzz in and say, he slept with his sister in law or something <laughs> yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. He stole this bread roll from the bird table, which sort of yeah. was for, for, for the pets. I, I don't know. Some gibberish like that. Yeah, exactly. So, he stole yeah. the bread roll from the bird table from the pet. Now, that mm. is absolute nonsense, but it, it would be better than what Leslie Joseph said, which is the correct answer to this boring yeah. question. Yeah. Why do you want again, Dean? I want to know some more. Also, Slattery's sort of thinking, what you're supposed to do is break the bread into small pieces about the minute. Are, are you? What? Why would that be a rule? That sounds much well, inconvenient. Well, that's the etiquette, in. Okay. Well, if you should have watched this. You don't fucking know anything, do you? Yeah. Well, I have been called a coarse thug. You are a coarse thug. Look at this. He's, none of them are happy to be there. No. But he, what was his name? Sir, Sir Sidney Goat. <laughs> Didn't know where he is. Oh, look, it's back to you, Mr. Slattery. This is the Lord Mayor of London speaking. Good evening, Your Lordship. Bye. <laughs> right, well, I better explain. My house guests have a telephone in front of them, and we're expecting a number of distinguished callers throughout the evening. The callers will introduce themselves, and I'll pass the call to one of my guests. And this my is guest good. has to instantly reply with the correct form of address. Two bonus points if you get it right. Silence, stuttering, or cathetic. Right, get ready to pause, Dean. We'll see if we can answer these questions. <laughs> uh, this first one is for you, Sandy. Would you like to take that, though? Can I hand it to you? Yes. Yeah. 
wife of the Aga Khan speaking. <laughs> right, it's the wife of the Aga Khan. Dean. How would you address the wife of the Aga Khan? Yeah, so you sat at the dinner table, you're having your beans and mash, <laughs> smartphone goes. <laughs> Sitting fast up in the phone, Aga Khan, brackets work. <laughs> <laughs> so you answer it. This, and he goes, hello, it's the Aga Khan's wife. Okay, um, for answer that, one question. Who's the Aga Khan? What's the Aga Khan? I know Shaka Khan. <laughs> did, did they stick nobody? Is that the name? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know who the Aga Khan is. I know, I've heard that. I didn't know it was a person. I thought it was like, um, okay, I said never know something. Or yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So, um, cross between the yeah, Evan and the uh, lion from the Jungle Book. Was it a lion? What's uh, Shere Khan? Tiger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I know, I know, an Arga is a lion. That's what I'm thinking of, isn't it? Um, Arga is an Evan, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an Evan from Star Trek. Arga Khan? That's what I'd say. I'd say Arga Khan. <laughs> you could you go with that. Yeah. A Star Trek reference. Yeah. Um, I think I would address it with, don't you know what time it is? Or something like that. <laughs> What do you call this? Uh, right, let's see what he says. Uh, good evening, uh, Lady Aga Khan. You said it so beautifully, but that's not... Uh, that's, that's not you know? I mean, that is top-class banter there, isn't it? <laughs> that is absolute gold. You can see why this made the cut. Oh, well, you were rather forward with writing. <laughs> it was into hilarious. Uh, Sandy, in fact, the correct answer was, Good evening, Your Highness Aga Khan. So that's that's that one. Anyway. Oh, that was stupid. <laughs> I think Slattery himself has given up. Yeah. He's nine minutes in. Did <laughs> yeah. I tell you I met uh, Tony Slattery once? Oh, yeah. I met him in Edinburgh at the festival. Oh, all right, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he, he's going to my drink, uh, which is how we, how we met. He was uh, gestating wildly at the table next to me and just knocked my pint flying. Um, he's very nice about it. I wasn't angry, but like, oh, sorry. And, uh, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's a lot older now because this was 30 years ago. <laughs> So, well, there we go. Uh, what's he doing nowadays, Dean? He's not performing. I uh, know, but he's um, he's been to the ringer a lot uh, with mm. regards to life. So, um, no, much yeah. love to him. Hope he's all right. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's been hammered a bit on uh, the anvil of existence, as some people say. Oh, yeah. as I say, uh, so absolutely nothing against Tony Spencer. Uh, no, good. Um, what type of the guy? But he, but he, I think even he's struggling here. You know, he was known to yeah. be his talented wit and his improv skills, but. He's not got a great deal to work with. <laughs> when, no. when you feel like this, uh, good evening, Lady <laughs> Agatha. <laughs> you've got a 102-year-old former war reporter. You've, <laughs> you've put a phone in front of him and told him it's the Aga Khan's wife phoned in. Yeah. Next to him, Dorothy saying how to butter bread. <laughs> oh. oh, this is great. <laughs> this is rich pickings for jokes here. That's what this is. And the thing is, as well, in all mm. the clips we've watched so far, Dean, it's been heavily Leslie Joseph. We haven't mm. seen anything at all from the other table. They must be even worse. Let's <laughs> see, to, let's see what they get up to. See if we can yeah. find one of those bastards. Ah, here we are. <laughs> bastards. Right. Royal garden parties. Now, this is solely assigned to Jonathan's team. You can confer. Royal garden parties have been held since 1828. There used to be two a year in London. In 1958, this changed to three. Why do you think that was? Stop whispering. Talk aloud above a whisper. Popular demand. Um, no, it's not yeah. popular demand. I can't really accept that. A third was added to replace the exclusive debutante presentation parties at Buckingham Palace. And apparently this was an egalitarian gesture by Her Majesty, whereby she could meet a wider selection of her subjects. Yeah, Jonathan, you're sick twash. <laughs> Come on, you should have known that. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, and they reacted to the answer with a mixture of absolute ambivalence and also rage. Yeah. Well, so he said you can confer, but you're not meant to leave the conferring. Just it's not meant to be just conferring. There should, yeah. should be more to work with in this broadcast TV show, which is meant to be entertaining. But think if your theory about um, you know, it's meant to be sort of poking fun at this world or like ironic, it. Those guests haven't got the memo, have they? They are taking no. this completely seriously. Yeah, yeah, Slattery's, yeah. Slattery's brief has been, this is making fun of the upper-class world. Yes. He's doing his best for that. But they've given him act upper-class people <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> who don't know that. And yeah. it's not it's not an easy mix. Not an easy mix. Yeah. So, yeah, the uh, 1990s TV show P's and Q's. Scores, I'm going to give it, uh, give it a, a Tom between threes and twos. Uh, but I'm going to give it a two. Because uh, too much purely for Slattery, who I feel is doing uh, you know, a Star Wars job of trying to make something out of this. But um, uh, you know, uh, the odds are against him, I'm afraid. Um, I'm going to give it three. It's fine. Just don't care. Uh, so welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Uh, this is um, part two of the show. Follows part one. Ah, I'm going to take you back to Shein, Din. You love Shein. Shein on you, crazy diamond. This item, Din, is mm-hmm. called a uh, one-piece pig design garden ornament. <laughs> Small decoration craft for garden decor. Right. So, before I show you, Din, what does that um, description conjure as an image in your mind? One-piece well, pig design garden ornament. Um, I'm just thinking more, you know, barnyard animals wearing protective headgear again. Um, <laughs> that seems to be the theme they've got going for this site. But, I don't know, I'm guessing like um, a pig in a gnome-style outfit, fishing or something. I'd say that was a sensible guess, but here mm. comes an image of uh, what it actually is. So describe that, please do. It is a picture of a small pig, um, got a charmingly rendered little pig, um, sitting on to what to scale appears to be a rather large toilet, uh, having a shit because there's also um, a facsimile of toilet paper based on the, the the bowl of the toilet. So yeah, it's basically a pig having a dump, <laughs> and uh, he looks quite pleased. You know, he is, as they say, happy as a pig in shit. I guess so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's got his head in his trotters, isn't he? Mm-hmm. With his like um, trottery elbows on his knees. Yeah. He looks thoughtful. Looks but thoughtful, also, but thoughtful. I mean, yeah, thoughtful, but also ah, I've got my phone. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's yeah. like pondering what what, what did I used to do <laughs> in the situation before I had a phone. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got a newspaper, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just thinking about all the things. That would happen in the bathroom before phones. <laughs> yeah. Just used to have piles and piles of magazines and books and that. Yeah, yeah. There used to be a, a, a specific genre of book, didn't it? Toilet yeah, books. toilet books. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah. Remember we went to a mutual friend's house once and they, they were slightly back onto us and went to their bathroom and the only thing they had beside the toilet was a large book with called Poems of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a really upper-class toilet read. To, to, to bring it back to the previous section, I suppose. <laughs> that book would have featured on that show, I bet. So, uh, 
Well, oh, it's probably the P's and Q's of that is you've got to use it with uh, your left hand only. Yes. You yes. must not give your wiping hand to touch the toilet book or something like that. Or <laughs> Leslie Joseph will squirt <laughs> on you. <laughs> hey, um, what's this? Uh, yeah, this toilet pig. Right. Um, based on this photo, it looks like really quite small. Is that like there's a tiny little leaf next to it, like a little shooting yes. bud, which suggests it's a really small object. It is small. I'm glad you noticed that about it. I'll give you the dimensions now, and hmm. we'll find out later why I think that's worth noting. Oh, okay. So this is how they measured it. They've got a picture of a. <laughs> A mobile phone to scale it, <laughs> and the yes. actual pig item is six point four centimeters high and three point two centimeters wide. That's two and a half inches by one and a third inches. Yeah, it's very small. It's really small, to the extent where I would question to what merit is this a garden ornament? Exactly, Dean. Because you'd have to go into someone's garden and look really close to find this thing, <laughs> which begs the question: Why, why would you bother? <laughs> <laughs> You could go as far as saying it's not a garden ornament, is it? Smaller than some snails. Oh, yeah. In this photo, it looks like it is in a garden. It's an ornament that is in a garden right now, but I don't think that's quite how it works. No. Um, I'm guessing it's not built for to endure outdoor conditions. It looks kind of plastic and sort of fragile. I mean, I wouldn't... That's what sun breaks quite easily, isn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure what material it's made of. Actually, here we have the description tells you. Oh, the material, Dean, is ABS. Oh. Do you know what that is? Automatic braking system. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that pig could have done with that when it run me over that time, Dean. <laughs> was, was the car being driven by a pig? Is that what you're telling me now? I'm not sure if I was run over or kicked by a pig, actually. <laughs> They, they, are, they, they, they can go up to 30 miles an hour, and they, they weigh a lot, so there wouldn't be that much difference if you were young enough to be that easily confused. Sweet, Although, yes. previous episode, cars disguised animals, that, that was a thing for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you yeah. in 1904 New York at the time? I would drive a car if it was disguised as a pig, actually. More, yeah. Actually, a motorbike. Right. It would have to be a big pig, I guess, or, like a, or a small motorbike. Yeah, I Work on this, sweet listeners. I need some kind of vehicle shaped like a pig that I need to drive at 70 miles an hour. But, Simon, what's another name for a certain type of motorbike? Uh, go on. A hog. A hog, Dean. So, my God. There we go. Dean, that's, that's really... Like, you've saved the episode with that observation. <laughs> you really, oh. really have. Uh, ABS, Dean, is acrylonitrile butadienestyrene. Oh, that was going to be my second guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a better P's and Q's, isn't it? I'm sorry, I can't take automatic braking system. The correct answer is a clonotrial butadine styrene. <laughs> Big audience laugh. <laughs> Laser shot. <laughs> Doreen starts squirting. <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> I bet that was never mentioned in P's and Q's. <laughs> Nobody likes etiquette that much. <laughs> sure to God. <laughs> Her name's not even Doreen. <laughs> In fact, I made the association. You could have just said that's someone else entirely. <laughs> Enough of that. Yeah. Back to this pig. £2.40, Dean. As with all the items we've seen on Shein, this is a tremendous value, I think. It is. Um, I will say my eyes are drawn to the reviews this time around. Yes. Yeah, 1,000 plus reviews. Thousand, uh, more, isn't it? 10,000, isn't it? 
No, a thousand. You're right. No, a thousand. <laughs> ridiculous. Do some one-star reviews, then. Yeah. Uh, the top one-star <laughs> review says, the ears, the water, and the legs, the little pig are broken, and the box is broken. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it's, it's right in photo evidence, so... Yeah. Can't argue. Do you want to have a look at it? Here's yes, please. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> that looks tragic. It does. It doesn't look anything like the uh, display. No, no, it doesn't. It looks much, much cheaper somehow. Yeah. Although you can tell it's a new design because it's got a button flush. <laughs> Good observation. Because <laughs> yeah, I thought there's some sort of twee 1970s thing, but no, no, that's this is a modern design. <laughs> really small. Very disappointed. Is that why they emphasize the size so much in the main pictures now? They must have updated. Could be. They've had to review it. I'm going to take you to the two-star reviews now, Dean. I do. I will say I do love the fact they use a smartphone uh, for scale. It's something which is known not to have a consistent dimension. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Every inch of it is perfect. Uh, this one is in, uh, I guess, in Spanish or Portuguese, maybe, and it says too small. Mm. Let's take this some yeah. three-star reviews, Dean. Yeah, like the the, the, the low-star reviews aren't that very not many not many are they? Unless you're not. Oh, you're not this is along. three okay. stars, so they sort of ha- adequately pleased with it. So hmm. tiny, didn't realise. Not good design. We- Too small to class as garden furniture. It'd get lost in the garden. That's what you said, didn't it? Yes, but um, it's a cliche of Edinburgh shows, uh, reviews, but um, three star, but it reads like a two star, I'll say that. Yeah, it does. So that's the reviews, Dean. Uh, a All lot right. of them agreeing with you about the size of the, the beast. Yeah, that was the first thing <laughs> as well. Didn't phrase it quite like that, but okay. I found as well, Dean, that if you're not into pigs, mm-hmm. you've got other options. There's a, another version here, which is a frog. Ah, okay. Doing pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Uh, but in this one, the toilet roll that was on the floor has been replaced with a hedgehog. Yeah. I mean, that that, <laughs> that opens up. Oh, what a terrible way to phrase it. I'd say that opens up a lot of options. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, um, yeah, that, that, that begs many questions. I mean, that's where the tall paper goes, but this frog opts to use a hedgehog. It's, now, I know frogs have cloacas rather than our, you know, <laughs> double-entry <laughs> digestive systems, but that doesn't <laughs> that, that doesn't explain the hedgehog. Do they do solid poos, Dean? I'm going to say no, mm. but I have nothing to base it on apart from the fact they are amphibians, and therefore I assume most of their default is liquid of some sort. They eat meat, though. They eat flies and that. They do. They do. That's a good point. So it must have to be treated somewhere. So I guess they do then. Yeah. John Wayne died and he had something like a stone and a half of undigested meat in his stomach. <laughs> it's like, where is this going? <laughs> I think one of the worst animals you could use to wipe your ass is a hedgehog. I mean, it's absolutely like, you know, if it's not the worst, it's top three. Top three. Well, I mean, the one's only porcupine because they're bigger. Porcupines, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Or like all oh, those poisonous sea urchins, so there's venom in there as well. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, yeah. Other yeah. than that, yeah. That's, we're talking <laughs> semantics now, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hedgehog just knocked the, the jellyfish out of the top four this week, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. a real sage. Like someone sat down and said, right, on the list of animals, it's okay to wipe your ass with. <laughs> Shall we just rule out all the spiky ones? <laughs> Apparently, as well, Elvis used to wipe his ass with swans necks, or maybe it was geese. One of the two. One of those long necked birds used to wipe his ass with those Elvis did. Do we not think it opens geese? Because I think they need to come by. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it's just decadent, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, we did live in America, so it's not a crime. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
What Adam McFaulkner asked me is, is another question from P's and Q's, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Dory well, comes in saying, well, now, the sea sponge is the obvious choice. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney Boat, or whatever his name was, he's just <laughs> picking up the phone for no reason. Hello, Lady Arga, are you still there? Can you get me off this terrible game show, please? <laughs> yeah. I need to get back to the K-hole. <laughs> yes, I'm very old, I don't know where I am. <laughs> um, I was going to give it a one, but the introduction of the frog makes me bump it to two because it suggested it was sort of intended as like a wedding gift for Kermit and Miss Piggy. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. It's, it's sort of like that's what they do together. Filthy, but, uh, you know, each to their own. So I'll give it a two because at least there's options. Yeah, his, his toilets. Hmm. Maybe they had them as, you know, those things that you could put on top of the wedding cakes, you know, you get a little... Um, oh, yeah, the toppers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I want to go to the wedding where that's the theme, you know, <laughs> so changing the centrepiece, <laughs> all pink and green, everyone sits on a novelty toilet. It's in that restaurant from Thailand, isn't it? Uh, that's Thailand. right. <laughs> yeah, the toilet restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh that's a niche restaurant we should invent in, the, the Muppet-themed toilet restaurant. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you couldn't call it the Muppets, though, because, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd have to call them the Moppets or something like that. <laughs> Mr. Pig and uh, Mrs. Green Frog. Yeah. But to compensate for the lack of authenticity, we have to have all... There's no toilet paper. It's just animals. It's just horrible, <laughs> horrible animals. <laughs> just the toilets are just littered with swans' necks. <laughs> bit like that uh, Wendy's we went to in Camden. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Oh, I would have killed for a swan's neck in that place. I'm going to give it five. I loved it. I thought it was okay. excellent. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to fill my garden up with them. They don't need... Well, the frog is £2.25. It's cheaper than the pig. £2.40. It's more expensive than the pig. I take it okay. back, listeners. It's a one. <laughs> Hello. 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 Well, come back. Thank you for coming back. I hope you had uh, some lovely food in that little break we just had there. Maybe you've had a scotch egg. Maybe you've had a whole beef pasty. Maybe you've just not eaten anything because it's Ramadan. Hey, Dean. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 I was talking to someone recently about this. Um, mm. What are the comedy foods? Because scotch eggs definitely are one. Uh, I think pasties are in there. Sausages, I'd say, staple of comedy. Yes, yeah, sausages for sure, yeah. Mashed potato probably as well. Uh, can't think of many more, though. Funny, f- you know, intrinsically comedy foods. Um, let's think, let's think. Um, pot noodle? Tripe. Oh, tripe, tripe, yes, excellent. I would say pot noodles as well. Pot, pot noodles, yeah, pot noodles. Um, um, for the sweet side, uh, Angel Delight. Uh, not too much to take like Blamange, it's a funny word. Blamange, of course, yes, the word of it. Yeah. Well, listen, if you think of it more, write in. Um, yep. I'd, love to, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the matter. But, uh, Here's yeah. the email address, uh, subject header, comedy food, and then just a list of food items, please. They don't have to be funny. Just send us a list. <laughs> We're very lonely. Why does this thing exist podcast at gmail.com? Right. Anyway. Good Lord. Random Wikipedia article. Everyone's favorite section. Three, two, one. Here we go. Dean, please. Go. I have a can. Here it is. Oh, look at this one. The Mouse with the Question Mark Tail, Dean. Yeah. The Mouse with the Question Mark Tail is a 2013 children's novel written by Richard Peck and illustrated by Kenny Murphy. The book is set in the same universe as Secrets at Sea. Oh. The novel is suitable as reading for grades four through six. Set in Victorian England, so it features a mouse who tries to discover his origins by asking Queen Victoria. 
Okay, uh, anthropomorphic mouse, uh, tango with posh people. Uh, from the photo alone, uh, the picture of the book cover, I'm getting strong Stuart Little vibes from it. Yep. Uh, and if, I guess there's an after that, so maybe that was uh, riding on those tiny coattails. Yep, yep, yep. There's um, yeah. some mice dressed as beef does there, dude. Oh, the mice, are they? Yes. So yeah. they are, yeah. Oh, is this to scale? They look like they could be rats. Ah, uh, they could be rats. Yeah, they're a lot bigger than the mouse. Mm. Oh, no, I might have big up the photo to full scale. Yeah. Oh, ah, it's like yes, it's gone smaller. Oh, no, no, oh, no, oh no. here it goes. Bloody Aldin, yes. Uh, it's not kind of hard to tell. They do have strong mousey qualities. I mean, it's a drawing, so <laughs> it's neither here nor there. <laughs> now then, you, I remember you telling me something before. You can yeah. tell the difference between a, a fat mouse and a small rat by their mm. tails. Yes. Do you remember what that is? Uh, yes. Mice have much thinner tails. Rats have the rather thick, long, sort of, um, scaly is the wrong word, but I can't think of a better one. Uh, okay. Mice have a lot more sort of stringy, stringy vibe to their tails. Uh, well, the mouse here, in question, he's definitely got a stringy tail, the mouse yes, in question. that's definitely a mouse tail. Yeah. Unfortunately, the beefy does don't have tails at all. Not so maybe see. they're gerbils. But oh, why would I, Queen Victoria... Yeah, have well, gerbils, maybe guinea pigs. Did we do any fiddling around in Peru during Victoria's reign? I think we fiddled everywhere in Victoria's reign, didn't we? Um, they don't We're getting back to Doreen again now, are we? <laughs> oh, God. Doreen. <laughs> look, at the fa- look at the face on this mouse scene, the question mark tail mouse. Yeah. It's a little smug. It's, yeah, it's something about him, Dean. I don't like him at all. No. Well, I don't, I, I'm on the record. I don't like mice anyway. Uh, Even fictional mice, ones. Mm, I could t- that's a case-by-case basis. Okay, I've always yeah. wondered, do you know, like in like Disney, like uh, Mickey Mouse is the symbol of Disney. Yeah. But I've never met anyone who actually has any particular fondness for Mickey Mouse the character. Nobody likes Mickey Mouse the character, Dean. No. I don't, but I don't think anyone really hates him. They just sort of like, he's just there, you know, he's like, yeah. he's like part of the furniture. He doesn't... He's- Slice white bread he is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just you know, he's just background noise of the cartoon world. Yeah. But he's just omnipresent. So it's a weird it's a weird thing. Okay, I, I think people struggle to bond with mice. Um any of the good mice? Mighty Mouse is okay. Like 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 Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse, yeah, he's all right. Um blah. I think all the rodents, like Chip and Dale, they were chipmunks, so um Oh well Monterey Jack was in that one, he was a mouse, but he was a really big one. Couldn't tell him, I'm afraid. I'm a grown-up teen. <laughs> I am now as well. I wasn't then. <laughs> I was then. <laughs> yeah, I was there, you were. <laughs> Take me back uh, to the article, Dean. Stop telling me about my youth. Yeah. Um, okay, plot. Uh, I've got to say, listeners, the plot is uh, brief. Okay. A mouse in London, in search of information about his identity, ends up at Windsor Castle. Fair enough. There we go. Succinct. Uh, yeah. Tell me, there's a section here that says setting, and for some reason it doesn't have a capital letter at the start. Read that to me, please, Dean. <laughs> setting. The setting of the story takes place in the Mouse Muse. Muse, M-E-W-S. Um, do you have to joke about something? The Muse is like a part of a city, isn't it? Uh, is it? I don't know. Yes, it's like a little um, little, t- little thing. Now. Put that in afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so the setting and the plot... Um, sections of this article are quite slim yeah but the setting section it's not even a full sentence because they've sort of stopped typing halfway through and haven't put the capital letters or <laughs> yeah. full stop at the end of it which is a good effort yeah but say that's points off for not finishing the sentence or putting any punctuation in uh so i'm guessing that's an edit which went awry 
Um, the characters section, on the other hand, Dean, seems yes. to be quite extensive. Let's take Straight. the listeners through those, if you would, please. Yes. Uh, characters. Mouse Miner, Prince Ludovic, the protagonist. He is a white mouse who was born in London, England. London, England. It's like, there's no commas there, just <laughs> London, England. He lives in the Royal Mews next door to Buckingham Palace. Okay. It's a bit of a spoiler there for the book, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. This book is about a mouse who's trying to find out his family history. Yep. He's, he's Prince Ludovic, isn't he? Yeah. Of course, so at this point, he could have just gone to Wikipedia. So, well, in 2013, yeah. this was published, so he could have done it then. Lazy, yeah. lazy mouse. Yomis <laughs> um, or Yomis? He's suggesting the mouse could have gone to Wikipedia and read the plot of the book about his own life. Well, is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, because well, if well, it's already talking to Queen Victoria, so you, you might be onto something, Dean. <laughs> Get to the top of the page where you can pick an article and type in Simon Feely. If it tells me what's going to happen for the rest of my life, then we'll know we don't have to carry on with this fucking podcast. Okay, yeah, Simon Feely. Uh, no, so no, Biles, I'm not. If there's any close, Simone Biles. Yeah. I do have a bile problem. <laughs> yeah, you two are like twins. So sometimes I just forget who's who. Um, okay, so Wikipedia's not got your life. Back back to the article. Back to yeah. the article. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, Wikipedia hasn't got my full history yet. There's a character here, Dean, and uh, there's not much more detail about him, but it just says Ian. <laughs> it just says Ian. Also, one kind is called Prince Albert, which is, <laughs> I'm guessing that's a joke for the dads in there. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> no, that must be the real Prince Albert who was married to Victoria. I know, yes. <laughs> oh, you know that, do you? knew that, listeners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you knew that. Uh, the Bat Chancellor. Oh, okay, that's ominous. Okay, the Mouse Princess brackets uncredited. It's a book. <laughs> it's a book. <laughs> I want to be credited. <laughs> I think someone's been at this article, Dean. I think there's something going on here. Yeah. I think someone could just type it whilst half cut. <laughs> this is a book. Uh, reception, critical reception of the mouse, the question mark, tail was positive. Common sense media rated the book highly, stating that in jokes and historical tidbits would delight older kids and give reading aloud adults the giggles. Maybe it's a Prince Albert joke, and maybe I was right. Yeah, I think you're right, Dean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, egg on my face if the, yeah. the character of Prince Albert is in fact not exactly. the Queen's husband. It is a pierced penis in this book for children. <laughs> Show me some more of that bloody show from earlier on, dude. <laughs> Talk aloud, above a whisper, send me the rest, popular demand. Um, uh, popular demand. Not popular demand. I can't believe a third was added to replace the hey, exclusive so, um, presentation party. Do you think this mouse? Apparently this was right. an egalitarian gesture by her Do you think he would ever want to crawl up any of these people on the TV? <laughs> no, is that, a, is that a gerbil or a hamster thing? No, basically, oh, it was a, a gerbil, wasn't it? I don't mean inside their bodies. I mean, just like to go up their oh, trouser leg. and the trouser leg. Maybe to grab yeah. on their hair and make them cook stuff, like in uh, ratatouille. Yes, yes, yes. Um, ah, right, yes, another unexpected caller, and this time it's for you, Dizzy. Oh, another phone call. Let's see who gets this one. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, I cut off. The video cut off. And it's gone to, like, absolute static. I think some of us are taking a shotgun to the TV set at that point. (laughs) All themselves. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is recorded by the producer. This is a show of his pride and joy. <laughs> and he just realised what he's done. <laughs> ah, good times. What are you going to give this article about this post book, Dean? Normally, I'd be inclined to be generous towards it, but I can say it's really sloppy in parts. Um, would have been down to a two, but I'm not going back up to a three again, purely for Ian and the Mouse <laughs> Princess brackets uncredited. That's a both works of genius, as far as I'm concerned. So they are two valuable additions to this article, you've got to say. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm going to give you the exact same score. Okay, 